Today on Cinematics, it looks like Spawn. It sounds like Spawn, but it isn't Spawn. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cinematics. I'm Ryan. And I'm Polly. And today we are going to be talking about Spawn the IP. So that's Spawn the original movie, as well as today we'll be talking about kind of how it compares to the first season of the HBO series that came out, what, the same year? Yeah. Very close to around the same time? Yeah, same year. Um, because then... it, it wouldn't be fair, I think, to talk about Spawn and not talk about all of the different elements. So we're going to be doing a couple of episodes on this because there's a lot of content that needs to be explored. This is the beginning of the Spawn Saga. The Spawn Saga. I like it. I'm in. Um, <laughs> I don't know nearly as much about the show, the content, the whole IP. I don't know as much as you do. So, right. Paul, you're going to be spearheading... All right, I'll, this show. I'll head the spear, man. You can be the tip, the ginger tip of our pointy spear. <laughs> All right, um, should we start off with the movie first or the comic? Yeah, or... yeah. Let, let, let's start with the... Well, why don't you tell us what Spawn is? Okay, so Spawn was a comic book character created in the early 90s. I think it was 1992. By a guy named Todd McFarlane, who is also the co-creator of Venom. He used and he used to draw Spider-Man for a number of years. And oh. I think he even wrote his own Spider-Man comics. I can't I'm not quite sure, but then uh he he departed from Marvel and he went on to create Image Comics with a bunch of other artists and writers, and that's when Spawn came to be. So it's an independent superhero comic series and, from the major superhero comic giants. Yeah, and um, like Spawn, particularly out of all the the characters created at Image Comics, Spawn was pretty much the one that like took the world by storm. Oh. Yeah. Like, okay. How do you mean that? That's interesting. <clears throat> so let let's say for example with Batman. Yeah. Batman was a comic book for like 40 plus years at least until it became a movie. Spawn was only a comic for like 4 or 5 years before it became a movie. What do you think what do you think caused that? Why why do you think Spawn was so popular? I think well, because like pretty much like when you look at like the artwork and the themes and everything like Spawn was like one of the more out from what I know about comics but like Spawn was like one of the most different, most like kind of hardcore like comic books at the time. I I mean it it is if you if you look at his character right. I mean he's a he's a, a villain that ends up being the hero almost by yeah. accident. Pretty much. Like he's yeah. not really a hero. He's and I wouldn't even go as far to call him an anti-hero either. No? No. I don't even think I'd go that far. He's, in the he's comics, just a character who does things. But when he's, I, an, he's the protagonist. Yeah. When I, in the comics, I think he has more heroic qualities. Okay. But when it comes to the HBO series, I would say that he's more of... He's just a tormented soul. Yeah, he's just kind of like in the middle. Yeah. All right. 
that that's a good summary. Um, so why don't we? Okay, so let's let's briefly let's briefly dive into the comics for a minute. I haven't okay. yet read them. Um, that's gonna be sort of for our upcoming episode here. But I would like to know um, from you just enough to be able to talk about the movie and the show. Okay. Um, really, really what I'm looking for from you right now is how much of a departure is, is the show? Let, let's start with the movie. Okay. How much of a departure is the movie from the character and the comic? Because we just watched it and I've seen some of the show and I've seen the movie. And even between those two, the characters are so vastly different. Yeah. And not in a good way. Yeah, I would I would say Spawn in the uh in the movie is pretty flat. Yeah. Like yeah. everything's just kind of spoon fed to you. Um yep. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, like I hated that. They just they just like made him this uh You know what uh, you know what it is? He has no um I wrote I wrote yeah, this like, I wrote this word down because it, it seemed rather significant to me. Amnesia. Um he has no agency is what it is. Okay. Because in the show, here we are already comparing, but in the <laughs> HBO show, they don't tell you from the start, right? It's it, you yeah. he wakes up, episode one, he's confused, he has amnesia, he's got like flashes and fragments of memories. Yeah. Um and and he has to figure stuff out. And he does. He takes the initiative to go and figure out what is going on. He goes to his fiance's house and sees she's married and has a kid. He's confused. He's It's implied to him by um, Violator that he is dead. He goes to the graveyard himself, digs up his body. And his corpse attacks and him. And his corpse attacks him. Um, um, in the movie, that's not how it goes at all. In the movie, no. he's literally he. First of all, we are spoon-fed as the audience because the entire story is told to us off the top. Yeah, like you go into you it know his, knowing knowing everything about him. Yeah, and and I, I like the show where in the show we don't know anything about him. Yeah, he just like all of a sudden he just appears as as spot like this this hell spawn and you don't know like you don't even know what it is like what where he come from and and we're and in his the same head. Thing. You yeah, know, we're, we're, we are um, with him as he goes on his journey to figure himself out, as he does everything to make himself better. Yeah. In in the movie, the idea that his memories are fragments is there, but it, it's never brought up. He seems to well, remember everything. He knows yeah, everything. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like he just knows everything. And in the and comics, so do we. Yeah, and in the comics, um, it's it's very it's very very like even more so than even in the show it's very fragmented like the um the first memory that i think he has is it's it's just this woman he doesn't know who she is he doesn't know her name he doesn't know anything about her he's like he's like i keep seeing this image and malbosia the devil of he's not really the devil but anyways um he in the comics he kind of feeds spawn this information at the most malbosia does yeah oh so it's not even the violator no it's uh it's malbosia and he he kind of spoon like he kind of feeds spawn this information at the most inconvenient times for him so maybe when he feels like he's starting to piece something together 
he'll get another flashback and then it just uh -huh. adds up more questions and he's like who's this guy what the hell's going on why am i like this and blah 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 so it's like it it really like the best way i could describe the comics and the show is that it's just the one word i could use to sum up spawn is tormented tormented yeah see and 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 that's i think what makes him different than most other superheroes or or comic book heroes i guess is that most other comic book heroes are like they they have they have problems they have dark pasts or whatever usually but they're mm -hmm. not no 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 one goes as far as as the character of spawn has been been taken as far as like tragedy and and all of these like tormented things goes well instead of someone killing his parents or killing his wife someone killed him yep. and sent him to hell and then and then he has to come back to see his wife only to find that she's been taken from him and he's he's already like he's a, he's a murderer he's a yeah he's a very disturbed man to say the least yeah it's not like he's healthy to begin with at yeah. all so that that I guess that kind of compounds on what's already going on in his head anyways yeah for sure he already he already see like even before he died he already saw the the world as this this like mean dark place just from his own experience yeah yeah and then then and then he comes back and now now another interesting point he comes back in the show and the first thing he sees when he comes back is violence yeah you know yeah he sees a murder he sees a murder happening yeah and and basically has to step well he doesn't have to but he chooses to step in and do just, something just about out it. of instinct he just he just acts on it yeah he doesn't know why he just draws him there and he fucks those guys up pretty bad and in the movie he comes back after we've already seen all of his backstory and we've, yeah. we've been given spoon-fed absolutely everything about his yeah. past and what's happened he comes back in a fairly calm if not dingy, with, dark, and sort of rundown alley. Yeah, with with clothes on. With clothes on, <laughs> of all things. Yeah, that was very nice of them. And then, and then gets dragged on this journey by this insane clown that tells him everything and shows him his grave, and then says, "Have fun." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were Al Simmons at one point. You had a wife. Now you're dead. Here, let's go to the graveyard, and we'll get you fitted with a spawn suit. And I mean, I mean, that's not to say that. Um, like the the movie just kind of I feel like goes through the motions like it just gets the origin story out of the way pretty yeah. much and then it goes on to its own thing. And I mean there there is something to be said about like the fact that they're trying to make a superhero movie or they seem to be trying to make a superhero blockbuster independently almost. And yeah. to that end it makes sense that they're like here's the origin story and this is why he is what he is because that's what superhero movies do. But it's trying to be both the origin story and the Avengers Infinity War at the same time. Yeah, like I I feel like a much more effective story is can be told just with the origin. You know, just having him pop in on Earth. He's he's this hellspawn, he doesn't know what's going on. You know, I think that's that's good enough to make a whole movie on. Instead they threw this stupid plot about like a, <laughs> a fucking like biohazard weapon and machine yep. and which how okay <laughs> let, let, let's let's talk for a second about how his body gets lit on fire and then exploded in the middle of a biohazard plant in korea and somehow 
they get his remains back to a grave in a body bag in a body bag even though it's a black ops operation that nobody knows about and for some reason the head of essentially the the cia or the nsa or whatever agency this guy is supposed to be the head of mm. happens to be doing field work for some fucking reason i ha i have a good answer for that do you it just doesn't make any sense the whole movie <laughs> the whole movie doesn't make any sense well, beginning to end i even think and i'm i'm not sure if this started with because we were talking before and i'm sure the hbo series was probably in development before the movie i'm guessing probably yeah and in the comics he actually wasn't burned alive oh no he wasn't yeah he was he was shot he was basically just shot in the face and then when he went to hell the then he gets burned well he doesn't really get burned but he's just he his essence is pretty much living in this like this like uh demonic husk I guess oh, it'd be well. So okay. like, and then his body is still on on Earth. So it's yeah, yeah. In in the in the comic, he wasn't burned alive. He was just basically shot just in the shot. face. Okay. Yeah. By is that the same that he's betrayed by Chapel in the in the comic as well? Uh yeah yeah he's, yeah, yeah. but you don't you don't find that out like until because I have like eight volumes of it and yeah. I don't think you find that out until like the second volume. Like he's off doing like in. In the comic, um, Chapel was part of this thing called the Young Bloods program, which Al Simmons was originally supposed supposed to do, and then obviously uh, Al Simmons died. Chapel went on to this Young Bloods thing, and then yeah, Chapel was his own character pretty much in the in the comic. The whole series, yeah. Right. Okay, so we we can we can say from the start that the show and the movie are both diver digressions from and the comic. Also in, yeah, yeah. They're big time. Like they're their own entities, which isn't a bad thing. No, no. Um, well, the movie's a bad example, but well, yes. Uh, but like I, I'm a big fan of like, if you're going to remake something or, or if you're going to take on an IP, either do it exactly key to key, tone to tone, what the, the source material does and do it well mm. and make it make it the thing or you make it different but you know you all, you always want to make it good yeah. but make make it different yeah and and that will change, keep people interested change certain things like i i i personally like the idea of uh al simmons being burned alive instead of just shot in the face yeah i mean it, it's more it, dramatic it, it's more dramatic and explain it explains his thing his whole yeah, his whole uh, face and everything. And, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and also, it gives him an interesting character dynamic that the show uses really well, yeah. which is the mm -hmm. he his torched his sorry ass mortal fear of fire. Oh right? yeah, he does. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a couple of scenes in the in the first season where he there's at least one scene where he's after Billy Kincaid, the the child murderer. Um where he lights him on fire and and it completely stops him like he's yeah, this he's this freaking beast. out beast and and he's not uh, he's not unkillable obviously and we see weakness which is really cool mm. um but as soon as that fire comes he's like he shuts down yeah right and that was a really interesting character dynamic that gave him depth and made him more intriguing and the show didn't touch that at all oh you mean the the movie didn't... or the movie didn't yeah, touch that yeah, at the... all yeah yeah no the and in the comics too, like uh, from what I've seen, I don't think he has like a 
a huge fear of fire or anything, but no. that's something that the show added to to Spawn. Like Spawn could also shoot fire and stuff, but yeah, and, now, and he comics. can't in in yeah, he, the show. And the thing I liked about the show too is his powers were way more subtle than they were in the movie mm -hmm. and then they were in the comics as well like he only had like a handful of things that he could do and they were like really subtle things like like he could mess with people's minds yeah he could mess you with know he can get in your head and plant <laughs> crazy shit yeah um he, he can teleport teleport sort of somehow i don't know what the deal with that is but he can yeah he can kind of in the comic. kind of fly sort of he kind of like floats yeah he like he levitates he's got yeah. a and the cloak, man. Yeah. Can we can we take a minute to talk about the fact that like the most important part of Spawn's outfit, the movie just completely ruins. <laughs> like just like just completely I don't know. For me, when I watched the show Spawn the the HBO show cuz yeah. I watched I watched it first, so granted I'm going to be a little bit more biased. Yeah, you saw the it. good one first. <laughs> um, but to me, the cloak that he has, it, it it is Spawn. He's not Spawn. Like, he's the embodiment of Spawn. But what Spawn is, the essence of the power and the thing, is this cloak that rides on his shoulders. Yeah. It acts of its own accord. It puts him places, like you were saying before we started recording, it puts him in positions to kill people. Yeah, um, it kind of like it, takes the first step for him. Yeah, it, it, it protects him when he's gonna, when he's gonna die, it pulls him out of things, and it got, it has that horned look to it. Yeah. That kinda isn't looks, horns. Looks like Dracula's cape. It does. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it looks amazing, and it's, it defines his character, and it's subtle, and it's it. There's just so many yeah. things about it. You know, even if Spawn's just like, if he's just sitting in an alley somewhere, his cape is still moving. Like he always looks, he he always looks kind of scary, even if he's just like and, sitting around. And he can just he can just stand there, and that's what made him so powerful. Yeah. Is he could stand there, he could sit there, he could do anything, and it was imposing because of that cape, and because of that the way the way it fit his body and the way it moved. Yeah. And then in the movie, it comes out. Only when it needs to. Yeah. And, and it's which, way too over the top. And it doesn't yeah. even have the horns most of the time. Yeah, like I kinda like I I kinda get why the cape acts the way it does in the movie is because it's like acting out of reflex. Yeah. And I which, mean I mean it, you know, it's a whatever. safe it's a safe play because making a cloak like that in a live action would be difficult. Be Granted, difficult. like animation that I, we, More liberties. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if we said this already, but the the HBO version of Spawn is animated, yeah. and I am I love animation for what it can do. Mm -hmm. Um, I I I feel like it gets this this sort of I don't know. People always think of it as kid stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, like oh, you watch of, a cartoon. It's I, like well, you haven't seen this cartoon. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like you know, it's. It's the kit shows kids watch on TV are, are all these kids animated shows or there's the mm -hmm. Disney movies, the Disney animated movies. That's what people know. So it's like, oh, animation is for children. And then you watch like anime and and yeah. a lot of people sort of associate anime with like a younger person's thing, mm -hmm. which is, I think, part of the reason that people who are anime fans kind of get a bit of uh, social well. flack. Um, but but that that the things that they say and do mm -hmm. in that in that show, like you couldn't you couldn't put that a five-year-old in oh, front of man. that show and the, like i i think i told you before a funny story about that i went to go rent the live action spawn mm -hmm. from the video store when i was a kid and i think i accidentally got spawn two or spawn one 
Oh, like the, 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 un- the series? Yeah, yeah. The uncut version. I saw that one. I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, they're, they're, like, like the, it's so dark and it's so, like, like people die and people say things that yeah, people you'd get... never even be allowed to say today. Yeah. I mean, there's that line where, um, it, I think it's the first episode of season two when Chapel and, and, uh, um, why Jason Swan face off? Oh yeah. Um, and Chapel sees him for the first time, and he's like, "Oh, that faggy suit." And oh, I'm yeah. like, couldn't say, couldn't say oh, that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And and you wouldn't say that in a in a in a kids show even back then. Yeah, no, um, no way. Like, and even even Spawn, like the way he talks, like yeah, it's it's like hearing Batman Batman say like when he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" He's like, "You're worst." fucking nightmare oh god I was like, oh. whoa and you're like if you're eight-year-old me you're like man that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> if i was eight-year-old paul that would be weird <laughs> um yeah and uh, yeah and uh going back to the cape again too, right um the cape was way too big in the movie mm-hmm. it was like it was like watching a red ocean and I, maybe that's what they were. A red ocean. But then, but then like there were other parts, there were other parts like after he crashed the bike or whatever and he, he jumps he out. Stood like, up. Yeah. And I was like, that's like the perfect size for the cape. That's how why it's supposed it, to be. Yeah. Why does it have to be huge? Like, why does it need to be that big? Like it never was that big. Because it's grandier and yeah. blah, 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 whatever. But it just doesn't, it doesn't even serve any other kind of function other than when there's three times in the movie and it, they really don't even make any sense. There was, the first time makes sense because he can fly. Yeah. Whatever. And it, it helps him fly. Great. Yeah. But like the way he flies isn't, I don't know, just doesn't suit it. It's too big. It's too CG. And it's also too CG. Way too CG. And then there's the the next time when he like created like the, the shell around the bike. Yep. Or, or when he's using it to hide when he's on the building. Oh, yeah. That was a right. good use of it too. Yeah. That was a good use of it. And then – um. The other time was when he created that big metal spike or whatever, and I don't, I, think, I don't, I don't think he ever did that in the comic. But it just, I don't know. It's with with the show, it was just more subtle. Like it just, it lashed out at people, it grabbed people, it choked people, it broke people's backs, it ripped people's arms off. Like the the show wasn't trying to be a blockbuster superhero deal. It was trying to be a movie about a, a messed up guy who gets a little bit of hell power believable hell power yeah whereas the movie was basically just like how many gigantic fight scenes can we cram into this how much filler can we put in this oh so much filler <laughs> so many scenes that i was like like they ended and i'm like that, that cut it yeah, why why, why was that here why did you cut from like a 30 second segment of somebody doing something to a 30-second segment of this guy saying, ah, the final test, and then back to oh. another 30-second segment of something else, and then back again to another... Th- like, the editing decisions made no sense. Mm. The the scene choices for what they kept in and, and what they used made no sense. The, the fact that they completely eliminated the two most interesting characters from the show for the, the cops, Sam and Twitch. Oh, Sam, yeah, yeah. Arguably the best character dynamic in the movie or in the in the show is mm. between those two. And even in the comics too. There you go. And and they're like some of the most interesting, well well built characters. And the show's like, you know, 
We'll give them like a cameo at the end, but we don't need them. You mean the movie? Or, yeah, <laughs> I, we're talking about too many things here. The movie says, let's give them a cameo at the end. And you're like, oh, they. I mean, they look like exactly what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, Why did you not bring them in before? And you barely even notice them. Like, I yeah. don't know how many times before I watched I watched the Spawn live action, like when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I had also seen the some of the HBO series. And I, I didn't even notice it until like 10 years later when I watched a YouTube video. And they're like, oh, yeah, Sam and Twitch are in this movie. I'm like, oh, they are too. Yeah, you don't even – it's like they're on screen for about 30 seconds. They don't, like, yeah, why, say anything. They don't do anything. They weren't even mentioned in the movie. You know how nope. cool it would have been? Even even if they were mentioned, just saying, like, yeah, we got these we got these two cops. Like, we got these two cops on us. Like, they're they're getting a little close or whatever, right? Like, yep. even just yep. give you a hint that, even you know – Even something that suggests they were there. Yeah. So that, you know, open it up for, like, a movie about that. Like, what what blows me away is that the creator of Spawn – is the one who who seems to be spearheading all of these different projects. Yeah, right? he has he has a lot of say in them anyway. And and somehow I think the pro- just, I think what happened was Spawn Spawn just got hoard out too much. Probably. <laughs> like, yeah, that's You know, about right. like it just they 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 kept close to what the source material was, but it just like he just there was too much liberty taken with it yeah i mean another thing that i I thought was really fascinating was this idea of like heaven and hell at at war kind of eternally like you know the 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 devil malfusa malfusa (laughs) malbogia malbogia um i don't know why i dropped that anyway (laughs) malfusia malfusia he's uh he's trying to to collect souls for his army yeah oh yeah and that that's the point of Spawn, right? Is that he's brought back He's to... a he's a government assassin that's brought back from hell to go around killing people for the devil. For the devil from Mount Malbugia to build his army. What? Malbogia. Malbogia. <laughs> Malbugia. Uh, Malbugia. He's so bougie, man. <laughs> but um and and it's just this this like he happens to be the best choice in hell because he's a trained killer. They all see all of this torment and all of this in him, and they know they can use it. So they send him back to build their army. And there's this subtle hint that there are other other forces that they're fighting against, oh, yeah. and like they're 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 competing. And then the movie's like, oh, why don't we just make it full out apocalypse? The whole world is at risk, and if if you don't uh, if you don't make the right choice, apocalypse now happens, and everything blows up, and there's fire and brimstone. Oh, actually. And the devil or the the hell spawn people are the, are obviously the supervillains because you know it's North America, um, <laughs> and they want to just burn everything to the ground. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like and the CG. I I, I don't want to dwell on this too much because mm-hmm. you know it's it's nineties computer and uh, computer graphics were not. There there was a lot of experimentation going on with with CGI. I will say at that yes. time. And I mean, let's let's take thirty seconds and let's talk about Scooby Doo on Spooky Island for a minute, the live action <laughs> Scooby Doo movie. Oh, man. And when I watched that when I was a kid, I adored it. I thought it was amazing. And I recently watched it again. Oh, it's um, And the animation, I, I you know there there was I wasn't sober, and that was the point. And that's <laughs> why we were watching it. Yeah, fair um, enough. 
but the the Scooby Doo animation for the actual dog is atrocious. But that's just two oh, thousands, yeah. early two thousands and nineties. Yeah, two thousand two thousand two three two thousand two something yeah. like that. That was the graphics power that they had at the time. And, yeah, and we're a little spoiled now with our capabilities. But mm-hmm. like you were saying too, that even even then when it was made, there was stuff that was done better. And and the yeah. you know for a thirty million dollar movie or or actually I think it I think in my notes it says that it got up closer to to 40 million because they just like they're just like we want to do more we want to do more 40 million dollar movie let's i'm gonna go to imdb really quickly uh i should have pulled this up before we started recording i usually do oh yeah so fun fun fact um wesley snipes was considered to play spawn wesley snipes Mm -hmm. in in this movie yeah nice that would have been interesting cuba gooding jr oh um snoop dog and they ended up with michael j white yeah i mean he wasn't bad he, i he, think he, he was he was good i think he would have done better if he had more to work with well exactly that yeah. that's the thing is it just made him this cardboard cutout yeah like yeah let's make this guy into a super there you go hero. budget estimated 40 million yeah um they had 40 million dollars and the hell that they created could have been a set yeah. For $40 million, they could have scrapped all of that CG, they could have built a set, and they could have put a dude in a costume for some of the stuff, Man, or, or the had, animatronics. Well, um, like I mentioned to you before, they had Greg Nicotero of uh, yeah. Walking Dead fame, and I'm sure a lot of other stuff, too, that I can't think of off the top of my head who did you know, the, the creature designs and all that. You had him. You had him on your movie. And you decided you to do ninety percent CG. Yeah, and the landscape of hell, like I'm, I get, like you know, it's hell, whatever. I'm sure the landscape doesn't make that much sense, but it was just, it was, like, just looking at it gives you a fucking headache. It's just, yeah, and and then for some reason they decided to do a fight scene in hell, oh. which I I it, it makes no sense in the story. First of all, no, because everything wraps up. Because everything was wrapped up. Exactly. They didn't need to go back there and fight him. Yeah. He was he was in hell. It's like, yep, yeah, we've we've stalled the apocalypse. All is well. You know, Spawn's made his choice. Hurrah, we're we're done. But no, they needed one last big fight scene, so they send us to hell, and then Literally. they shoot a whole bunch of close-ups of these guys <laughs> floating around in a green screen room with stuff. Flying yeah, everywhere, stuff. you can't see what's going on. When you do see what's going on, it looks, it's so bad. Because like, I think I think it said that uh, they weren't done rendering rendering the uh, special effects until the day it was released. I think. Wow. So that probably explains a lot too. But yeah. even still, it's like they're just. But I mean, uh, Lord, Lord much, of the Rings uh, wasn't done editing. And and exporting until the day before it was supposed yeah, to premiere. Yeah, I mean that's the case for a lot of movies. Yeah. And but man, like no matter how good that looked, that would have still looked like shit. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was just like you can't tell. You, there's no geography. There's just like I get it. It's hell. Like it's gonna break the laws of physics. And, a and little I bit. I'm all about making unique and interesting yeah. anti-geographical thing. I mean, yeah. look at look at Doom. The the games. Yeah. You know, that the yeah. hellscape of Doom is real fascinating because it doesn't necessarily it doesn't like follow the, the tropes rules. of hell yeah it's not like fire and brimstone it's like this other place that like people go to get tortured and stuff yeah and and it, it could have been really cool the problem is that they oh, just yeah. didn't do it right there's yeah i don't know but they are remaking it so i hope 
I hope. Uh, which, which is why we're talking about this now in, in a lot of ways. I yeah. Think, is because in June, I believe, is what the word is, uh, they're supposed to be coming out or well, going into production yeah. on a new Spawn movie. Um, I'm just going to find with Jeremy Renner and Jamie Foxx. Um, directed by the creator this time, which currently is a double-edged sword in pre-production. Um, and the only, oh wait, I wonder. Oh, there's only two people. There's only two people on right now. Jeremy Renner plays Twitch. Jamie Foxx is Al Simmons slash Spawn. Um, oh, Greg Nicotero is supposed to be back in it again. Sweet. So hopefully they'll use him properly this time. I mean, they don't even, like, that that picture that they're using for um the spawn like poster or whatever that's not even like that's from the comic i that might even be fan art that is weird so i don't know they've been talking about a spawn remake for r-rated supernatural horror film but there you go supernatural horror mm-hmm. the whole point of the story is begging to be a supernatural horror it's yeah. about it's about darkness and all of these things and it's and the movie just doesn't like just doesn't do that. In, in the case of Spawn, especially, less is more. Yes. The less yeah. you know about him, the more you want to know about him. You're like, who is this guy? Like, why, why is he here? That was what. That's what kept me watching. I spent two, three hours in one night just watching that oh, show. Nice. And the reason I kept watching is because I wanted to know what his deal was. Why? Why is he Hell Spawn? Where did he come from? Who are these people that he keeps meeting? Yeah. Like, like, what is his story? And and that's what kept me going. And as soon as they blew that all out in the beginning of the movie, I was like, all right, well, yeah, I can turn this off now. Yeah, I, I know yeah, the story. Yeah, they they basically told the whole story of Spawn in like twenty minutes. Yep. And then proceeded to have a whole bunch of fight scenes stacked on top of each other. Yeah. For some just like unbelievably high stakes that don't do anything for the movie. You you have to raise your stakes. It's important that your stakes oh, yeah. in your movie, if you're writing a, a, a film that like the, the stakes have to be high enough that it makes sense for the characters to do what they're doing, but like having high stakes and then like, you don't going... have to raise the stakes that much where it's no. like the whole world will be at my command. <laughs> also another character that they completely ruined Jason is Wynn. Jason Wynn in, in the show. He's this, wonderfully stealthy pu- yeah shadowy puppet master yeah. he he works for the government when he talks to anybody he's he's, he's kind calm. he's calm he's professional he's very like all right we're gonna solve this this is all these things and then he walks away and he's he's making his little phone calls to all of his different little yeah, tentacles around, and he's pulling he's around, all the strings yeah he's going around blackmailing people or threatening to blackmail them yeah you know he's doing all this all this like different shit like nobody nobody fucks with him and and it makes sense that that he's able to do this it feels like like he's a proper like corrupt government character type thing where he's he's yeah. doing what he needs to do and he's doing it subtly enough that people are like oh yeah he's he's just jason Wynn, man he's he's a good dude yeah and and it makes sense that then terry would come to him with evidence and be like i found evidence that weapons this and that and whatever and like we need to yeah it makes total sense but that the, whole in, plot progression in the movie you, like he's so obviously evil yeah right like yep. you, you go up to you go up to jason Wynn, and he's like he's like the guy who like twirls his mustache <laughs> you know he's got an ashtray that has two scorpions that are fighting and a friend slash sidekick who dresses like a supervillain even though she works for the government 
theoretically, yeah. and walks around with a spider on her shoulder, a tarantula on her shoulder. Yeah. And and somehow he goes up to him and is like, and yeah. also, what is he even doing in the movie when he goes up to him and is like, oh, we need to, like, what is he? He's being an idiot. <laughs> no, but like, there's there's no establishment of anything. Yeah, no, it's just all of a sudden he, all of a sudden he's just, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to see what's going on here. I, I, I need to do some analysis of stuff it, because things need to be looked at. What things? I think what, what stuff? It, I think, and it's just barely mentioned too. It's mentioned very briefly at the beginning and very briefly before Spawn crashes that party where he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, all, all of, uh, Wynn's operations have been like fucking up basically. Oh. And then he's like, when he goes into the office, he's like, he's like, I'm trying to cover up all our, all our stuff overseas. So it's basically just the special ops are wrecking everything rather than doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, pretty much. So Terry wants to look into it, but Terry's not an analyst anymore. And his job is just to make our friend Wynn look good so that everybody doesn't, or everybody likes him so he can take over the world. And like before, we, before we, I guess we, we talked about Jason Wynn quite a bit. Like we talked about like the essence of his character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he's the puppet master, you know, he, he's got two different sides to him. He has motivations. He wants power, blah, blah, blah. I don't even think in the show he interacts with the violator all that much. No, maybe maybe once or twice, kind of by he, accident. I'm trying to remember in season one, or not by accident. I don't think he ever interacts with the Violator. No, I mean the, I know the, Violator drops in on him like once or twice and just kind of like, kind of like gives him some information or something. Yeah, like subtly and secretly and not yeah. really. But but in the movie, see, and this is another thing that pissed me <laughs> off. It's this. Big plan where Mal Malbuja Mal Malborgia Malbogia. Malbogia. I don't know why I keep doing this. Malbogia's decided he's going to use this guy who's still alive mm -hmm. as his his Hellspawn general commander, army commander dude. So he gets he like gets the guy to kill him and they like they're mani they're manipulating him. And that, yeah. that's not what his character was in the show at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember in the in the show, um uh, violators hiding in the uh, the curtains or something and Jason Wynn like stands up and he's like he's like come out so I can see you and he's like do as I say like he's very commanding like yeah. even though even though he didn't intimidate violator at all but he yeah. still like stood his ground right you know like he he's not he's not a puppet of of hell and of the violator he is he is his own force yeah and I, and maybe I'm maybe I'm going about this this way because I again I watched the show first. Yeah. Um. They came out at the same time, similarly around the same time. Yeah. So we can't really say that one of them is like a remake of another because they were in development at the same there time. There are two very different versions of the same of thing. Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what I'm getting at is that the the perception or the story of the show, the characters in the show, the development of everything in the show is about a million times better Appro approximately a million times. Better. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's some slow parts in the show. Oh, like, sure. There's a bit of melodrama. Yeah. You can say that, but yeah. I mean, I mean, for it's the not most a part, perfect entity. No, by any but means. I mean, you know, you could put yourself in that position. If you went to hell and you just got screwed over royally, you'd be pissed off too. Yeah. And, and I, and there were know. some moments, I mean, there was a few, there was one or two moments in the show where I got a little frustrated with spawn because he would he just feels sat like he, around. Yeah, and a sometimes lot. it feels like his character goes backwards. 
and, and a little bit, which is a little bit believable. It, it is, people yeah. Do that. Exactly. No, um, totally, totally believable. Because in the first season, after you know he saves Cyan and everything, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like he's moving forward a little bit. But then the second season happens, and then it feels like he just kind of he kind of withdraws again, which makes sense because he's like yeah. you know. Cyan was kind of like the thing that kind of gave him some of that motivation. It gave him and something to do and she, something to reach she, for. Yeah, and then she went away. Yeah. And then he kind of, you know, withdrew back into the back into the alleys, right? And 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 that's the point of his character, but and 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 that's what makes his character in the, in the show really interesting to me. It it doesn't necessarily make for the best show sometimes. Yeah. Um like like I would argue that as a unit, the first season was really good mm-hmm. um it had its flaws it had some moments it had as problems, anything all, does as anything does yep. yeah but overall does. it was a good piece of of work and a good adapt or a good um i don't i can't even really call it an adaptation interpretation interpretation is, yeah that, yeah um and then like like i mentioned to you i watched the first half of the second season mm. and the first episode all of the drama with chapel just kind of happens yeah and gets more or less resolved and and then and then he sinks into depression and for the next two episodes he does nothing the show is about these um guys posing as priests who are selling drugs moving in oh, and beating yeah. and like mm-hmm. terrorizing the alleys and killing all the homeless people yeah. that are supposed yeah, to be yeah. spawns friends who he keeps saying aren't his friends yeah um and eventually he gets his ass kicked into gear, but it's like an episode or an episode a ha- and a half of like yeah. him sitting around Just, watching stuff happen. And it, it, yeah. it got kind of old. Yeah. If they would have sped that up a little bit, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause mm. I tend to get bored. Yeah. Cause after, after everything happens with chapel, you kind of, it kind of, like all of the, all of the like, conflict is gone. Yeah. The breaks just go right. You know, like it yeah. just comes to a complete stop. Because like what there's there's the first the main conflict is obviously him and Win. Yeah. Um, Win doesn't die. No, I don't remember. Does Win's thing get resolved in the first season? Not really. That weird cybernetic assassin. Oh, overkill. That, yeah, overkill that yeah, yeah, yeah. has no relevance. It seems that and makes that no wasn't sense. that wasn't Jason Win though. That was Tony Twist. No, that was Tony Twist. Yeah, yeah. but but um. Another another different villain, which I found that there was it was fascinating that there was multiple. Yeah, there was a few different ones. Yeah. And, but uh, but but yeah. I mean, we 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 hear or see of no cybernetic people, and then he shows up, and in two yeah, episodes he I, dies, and then I we felt, hear or yeah, see I nothing. Yeah, I felt like of... Overkill was a well in the comics he's called Overt Kill. Overt. Yeah. Kill. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, he sounds better as Overkill, yeah. but yeah, it, yeah, it, like the show is like this really like you know, horror drama noir sort of thing. And then all of a sudden the cyborg comes in. Yep. It's like, why? Why, why, why is there a so, cyborg here? And so actually, um, just not really sidetracking, but just talking about the characters and how they are in the show compared. Mm. Cause I feel like these are actually three very important characters. And that's, that's Wanda, Terry and Cyan. Yep. So what can we say about them in the movie? Uh, let, let's, let's, let's ask what we can say about them in the show first, <laughs> okay. because they're, they're very I interesting guess more in the say. show. Because <laughs> in, the, in the show, Terry is, well, first of all, he's also black, which is kind of important. Yes. Um, and he's the best friend to Spawn, not Spawn, sorry, Al Simmons Al before Simmons. he spawns. They're yeah. best friends. 
He promises Al he'll look after Wanda, his wife, if he ever dies. And such as he does exactly what he said he was going to do. Um, Wanda, his wife, is a powerful female protagonist, like quite a main character. Yeah, who is she, a lawyer. She, yeah, she and she d- yeah. has a lot of. Um, she has a lot of pull in the show. Yeah. Like a lot of what she does has purpose to what is happening in the story. Like the stuff with, uh, yeah. like with she's Billy Kincaid, right? Yeah. Like she's defending this one guy. Like you know the crazy guy. He's yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't hurt the, no the one. The guy anymore. who did, who actually didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. So like she's defending him, thinking that maybe she's defending a bad person. Yeah. But that ties in directly with Billy Kincaid, who is the bastard child of some U.S. Senator who's, who Wynn is, Wynn is manipulating him to try to become president. Yep. And, and that whole, like, it's like, she's so intermeshed. Yeah. And I mean, Cyan doesn't have a huge role, but the kidnapping of her by Billy Kincaid is really important. Yeah. And, but they're, they're human. Like, yeah, they, like the, the way I described it in my notes was they're, the direct link to Al Simmons humanity. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, they're the reasons why, you know, he, he kind of moves forward, even though like some of his memories and like some of the dreams that he has are kind of manipulated in a way where they're like, you know, um, you know, like when he's dreaming and they're like violators kind of messing with his mind and they're trying to Replacing make it look like himself with, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to like, hell is trying to, um, like they're changing the story. So basically they're trying to make it seem like um, Terry and Wanda wanted Al gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's something they very briefly touch on in the movie. It, very, it's, it's very super subtle, briefly. but the whole, the whole show is very subtle. Yeah. But like in the movie though, Oh, I see. Like in the movie, they do it very, very, do they? I didn't know they this. do it. It's, it's like within like a few frames really. Well, not frames, but like, um, yeah. like it's a very, odd editing choice okay i missed it what, what was the so where did they i think it's right before it's right before uh spawn goes to the graveyard okay and it's the way the flashback comes in so you see terry so you see you see alan wanda and yep. you see terry but then the way it like transitions it's jason wins face so it's kind of implying that al simmons is thinking that Terry also wanted him out of the way so he could get with Wanda sort of thing. Right, because in the in the movie version, he knows that that Wynn is the one who killed him and tried yeah. to get rid of him. So therefore, he he's sort of associating. But but like it's 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 not it's, addressed. No, it's not. Like I, I mean, like he, in the show, he it makes even total talk sense. To Terry, him yeah. and Wanda never share a word other than yeah, when Wanda like, tells him to get off her property. <laughs> that's that's um, the other that's the other thing I wanted to talk about was just when he's in the backyard. Yeah. Cause like we know what they're like in the show, right? Like they're they seem like they're very well rounded, caring people who actually care about. They what's are, going and on, right? and if I'm not mistaken, and they're they all have, active. Uh, Terry and Wanda even have a brief, or not Terry, um, um. Spawn and, and Wanda even have a brief interaction yeah. at, at certain points. Yeah, exactly. And um, in the movie, you know, he's, he's at, you know, he's at the, uh, the, the birthday party that he just stumbles in on. Yep. Right. You know, the, the essence of what happens is there, he, he goes, he finds out that Terry and Wanda are together. They had a kid. Yeah. Right. But then, you know, he, he's in the backyard, they spot him and, you can see that he's in like obvious, like he, he's in pain, right? Like he's he, he messed looks up. Like he's been lit on fire. Yeah. He looks like he's been burned alive. And then yeah. they're like, 
They're like, beat it. Get out of here. I mean, <laughs> you think that they would have at least called an ambulance for him? Like, right. yeah, I get it. Like, he scared the shit out of them, right? And, and he does look homeless. So they're probably like, oh, that weird homeless guy, he's fine. Get him out of here. My child or whatever. Yeah. But, like, that's another thing is is there's this recurring theme through the show of Wanda's fear for Cyan of, of losing her mm. because there's all of these different, like, kids being killed. Yeah. You know, and, and it makes her paranoid and, and – it looks like the show is trying to sort of address that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cause she's probably got, you know, she's probably got post-traumatic stress of her own just yeah. from losing Al. And then, you know, just all the stuff she deals with as like a lawyer too, probably in yeah. some ways. Like, but she, is she a lawyer in the movie? Is she anything in the movie? What the is only, she in the movie? The only thing I saw her doing was showing a PowerPoint presentation on about like, all of the, about like, all the biological weapons yeah. that coincidentally her husband was killed trying to disarm. Well, not trying to disarm, but he was just but, lured there. Yeah. And then killed. Yeah, what does she even do? Okay, so. What do you even do? Thought line. These were all developed at the same time. Yes. The movie, the show, all that. So, what it feels like is that they were trying to do the same thing with the movie as they were trying to do with the show, which is dragging all of these themes, all of these ideas, and the entire story of Spawn from the what 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 it, it would be almost two and a half ish hours of the show yeah, into roughly. an hour and a half movie and do all the same thing because if people didn't want to watch the animated show they could watch the live action movie and then we hit all the same what yeah. they should have done was they should have made the show the full thing it's like here's the show Here's everything about Spawn. Here's where we have the time to build the character and develop all these themes and all yeah. these plots. Let's take the movie and let's make it a portion of it. Mm, let's take, I see a, what you're let's take a, a slice, a piece, yeah, yeah. focus on something. But it tried to be everything. It tried to be everything all at once, and it ended up being nothing really. Yeah, because there, there, there's pieces of every single part of the show, of every single theme, of all the ideas of mm. Spawn. There are pieces of it that don't connect. They have no relevance to the plot at all. There's no development of them. There's no progression. They come and go in and out whenever it seems, you know, reasonable yeah. for the show to have them there. Yeah. Or uh, for the movie to have them there. Like everything that was in the in the comic and in the show is present in the movie. It just doesn't have any substance. Right. It's too much shit thrown at you. Like. And and they wasted all of this time on these dumb, dumb, useless scenes. <laughs> like, like. Okay, so I feel like this is probably a good time to talk about. Let's do it. John Leguizamo. Okay. As clown. Right. Let's. All right. So. <laughs> um, I think. I think he was easily the best part of the movie. Yes. Even though it was it was stupid, it was childish, whatever. And it wasn't. It wasn't the the violator of the show, which I much preferred. Oh yeah, the violator Big of the time. show. He was creepy. He was terrifying. He was grotesque. He was very gothic. Mm-hmm. Uh, very um, like gothic, both in the in the sense of like gothic, but also gothic as in the way it was used for literature. Terms. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, grotesque. He he was he was a proper incarnation of hell on earth. Um, yeah. And the the other thing um, uh, with uh, John with John Leguizamo, anyways, yep. is you know fair enough. Like they're their own versions. Yeah, you and know that's fine. 
and this the version of clown from the movie is more geared towards kids obviously is it though i guess i mean with the with the farting and all that shit right the fart jokes and the yeah. yeah i mean he he briefly eats that maggot pizza which kind of is reminiscent of some of the grotesque moments of yeah when you when clown's eating the uh the ice cream yeah, like the first oh, episode or something. Huh. Yep. Yeah, he's like, you want to lick? It's Rocky Road. <laughs> it's just like poop and yeah, it's just like basically. yeah, there's just like bugs and stuff in yeah. it, like <laughs> and like yeah, jo- like you know, he, I gotta give the guy credit. You know, he ate that pizza. Oh God! Oh, did he ever eat he, that pizza? He ended up in in the movie. Uh, well, during the during the making, is he uh he ended up like pissing himself. Because he couldn't get the suit off in time to really? go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh. And um, what was the other thing? He ate that pizza. He, he vomited right afterwards, didn't he? Yeah, and he puked right after. And like just being in that, being in that suit. That the, fat suit, man. Man, because his his he was pretty much walking on his knees. Really? Yeah. Because you, you can't even tell. Yeah, like he his that legs. Done. Yeah, his legs were like bent up around him. What? The? Yeah, like he was walking on his knees. That poor and, bastard. Yeah, so like him and Michael J. White, I got to give them credit. Oh, yeah. For being in that makeup and everything, man. And I just like, I think John Leguizamo, if he was given the right material, man, he could have killed it. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard to say what was done um, as the choice of the actor versus what was done as the choice of the director. Um, I even think in this case it was probably the producers for the and, movie and anyway. the producers. Yeah, yes, that's that's true. And and that's not to say that his performance was bad. No, uh, not at because all. I think because I got some laughs out yeah, of him. Yeah, I know. And and it was a very interesting take on the character. It was a little bit less mature. Um, oh yeah, big time. Which you can tell the movies catered to younger people. Um, yeah, because when I was younger. Just because I wasn't used to, I wasn't used to all the really dark shit yeah. that was in the HBO series. So for the longest time, I kind of preferred the movie just because I felt more comfortable with it, yeah. I guess. And and but and no. that's totally fair. Like like the movie was trying to do exactly that. And so for what the movie was doing, he did exactly what needed to be done. And his he he was probably the best part of it. He was still creepy, um, but he he was less mature. Uh, and and the stuff that they had to go through to complete those roles. I mean, I mean, actors put themselves through a lot of stuff in general, but like, yeah, that, that would not have been an easy role to play that fat suit, the, the walking around on the knees. Yeah. He was quite graceful. Yeah, he was, he was, he was moving around pretty good. He was jumping off of things and like doing little things with his feet and everything. Like that's quite impressive. Yeah. Um, it's just too bad that, you know, the rest of it turned out the way it did. Yeah. Um, another thing I'd like to, uh, talk about too was uh when he actually turns into the violator demon oh yeah in the show he maintains like he maintains his personality mm-hmm. right in in the movie even though violator looked pretty good especially in that alley fight scene yeah that the first time like, we see him that's probably some of the best special effects visual effects work yeah like in the, the transformation in my opinion looks like shit well yeah but because I, I like the idea of him just like breaking out of this sort of just like, erupting violently. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and um yeah and then like when he becomes violator he just he loses all his personality he's just yeah, a generic that. monster it's like it's like it's man. So, like he's he just because like he's a demon why would he gain a personality by putting on a suit 
Yeah, exactly. Like he'd still be the same demon that he is, and not just a. Because you think that you know, if you were, if you were really serious about tormenting someone for a long time, you would at least have a personality to get in their head and yeah, really, really fuck with them, right? So talking about that and talking about um horror, mm-hmm. so I was talking with my girlfriend about the show while kind of while I was watching it and writing some notes down and stuff. Yeah. And one of the things that, that she mentioned to me, um, was the idea of how, of sound. Oh man, the the sound in the show is awesome. And that, yes. So two points to that. The first point is that the whole show, like the sound is diegetic for the, pretty much the entire first season. Mm. Music is there. If there would be music in the, in the very, location, yeah, music is very minimal. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh, this guy puts on a record. Here's some music. They're in a club. Here's yeah. some music. Like, like yeah. you know, and, and for the rest of it, all of the backgrounds, all of the atmosphere is extremely quiet so yeah. that all you hear and all you focus on is people talking and it drives your attention right to what everybody mm-hmm. is saying all the time and it makes it much more intense and and like i had my volume turned up a bit but Mm -hmm. i feel like if it was quieter it would have been uh the the dialogue would have been fairly low too like it wasn't Mm -hmm. loud yeah people weren't yelling and screaming all the time i mean the loudest character was probably spawn keith david being like yeah the stick like a uh um a clip from gargoyles and replace it with a piece of uh spawn's dialogue (laughs) there you go right (laughs) um but, but yeah, like, but, I, but I even for felt... the violator, yeah. the, the, the point to, the, to bring that thought around is that when he turns into his, his full demon form and he, he, he like punches spawn through a roof, it's like, it's one thing like spawn shoots the shit out of him or tries yeah. to, and then he punches him through the roof and then he comes down and he gets in his face and he whispers. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the creepiest part of that whole show is when that hideous, gigantic, horrifying demon face is right up in your face whispering this intensity mm-hmm. about how he can basically it's like you he, know he kill him that, like that he has no fear you know that he is completely in control of everything and 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 well, it's just that's just and, what it is and the in the thing was at least in the animated series i don't know if it was quite like this in the comics but you actually see violator with spawn just because he was gone for five years and he was in hell right yeah. you actually see violator like holding holding spawn by the chains and like like tormenting him yeah. for all that time like he's afraid of spawn right sure he is yeah, yeah exactly like when like he he lets spawn do his thing he shoots him he does whatever and then he appears grabs him and then pulls him through into that church like also it was, the it was fact that like all that. of that takes place in a church is just hilarious to me <laughs> because there's this idea that like, Oh, demons can't enter churches and things like well, that. It's, right? it, but, yeah. It doesn't like, uh, it doesn't have like the vampire rules. Yeah. But, but right? that works for demons too. In, in a lot of literature and yeah. in a lot of media, it's like, Oh, you know, you're safe in a church. The devil can't get you here. Yeah. Which makes it even more ironic that these two like demon yeah, I mean, born hellborn. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, that, I loved it. Yeah. You know, like that they're not like, you know, they're not screaming from sunlight or anything yeah. like that. Like, and they, they say God out. all the time and it's not yeah. a problem in the movie. They made it a problem once. Yeah. I don't even know um, if, I don't even know if in the movie, if it was a problem or if it was just a joke, that yeah. was, that was one of the things like, I was just like, I don't understand the rules of this movie. Yeah, so like, I don't know. If that's I don't know. Be... I don't know if him by, by him saying God actually hurts him. <laughs> or whatever. Is it actually a pain or is he just being facetious? At this point? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, 
you know, like the fight in the movie. Yeah, it was cool. Whatever. Like it was probably the best fight scene in the movie. It, it was. Yeah. Because you know? it, it was. It, it was, was really the only fight. It scene. embodied what the animation tried to do. Yeah. And and I'm sure I ha- again I haven't read the comics yet, but I'm sure a lot of what's in the comics is the idea that like both Spawn and Violator they they teleport around, they move, they can go invisible, they hide around things, yeah. and it builds on the idea that that he just he goes places, he he disappears, he you know Spawn's yeah. looking around these dark dingy alleys for him, which they're not mm. dark, they're really brightly lit. Yeah. Um, but like I think I think even in the in the comic I'm pretty sure like the first time Spawn and Violator face off it is like a pretty decent battle like yeah. like I think Violator ends up like punching a hole through Spawn or something oh jeez like I can't remember but uh but still it wasn't like quite as grand yeah right like I don't know the simplicity of it 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 makes it so much more at least in the animation for me the fact that like it was, Spawn it was, it was tried over, his it was, hardest, yeah, to do to to kill the Violator, and he he just he he took it, unfazed, threw him through the roof of a church, and then said, "This is over. I'm coming yeah, back." Yeah, it was for you. it was over before it started, really. Yeah. You know, and it it just made him such a such an intimidating character, and and he loses a lot of that in the movie. That's not to say that he's afraid in the movie because he certainly isn't, and he still he still goes hardcore. You know, he's He's still like Spawn can't beat him, but it's a much less it's much it, less in terrifying. the movie. In the movie, it made it made it seem like Spawn stood a chance against him. Yeah. In the in the animation, he was yeah he was down. Yeah. So we we talked about you know the you know the hell sort of monsters. Mm-hmm. I think this is in the second season, but have you seen the part where that guy is going around in the taxi? No. Oh really? Going around in the, which guy's going around in the taxi? They kind of he's going around killing all the colored people. No, I haven't got. Oh there yet. really? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. It's halfway. It must be past the halfway point of the second season. Yeah, I'm just or trying. Maybe to, it's into the third. I don't know. I think I can't remember if it's on the first half of the second season or the second. Okay. Because I've watched the first three episodes of okay. the second season and it's not there. Yeah. Because the first three episodes are entirely about those like religious anti-religious guys who walk around with their bible full of drugs and and peddle it to everybody oh shit um but so yeah. we'll, we'll come to that later yeah we'll we should come that to that because that time. that is stuff right out of a horror movie just from what ends up happening and what happens after and some of the characters that kind of get in the crossfire of this guy and everything like it's pretty intense content for the next episode yeah totally I like it um well, I had one last thing that I wanted to talk about. All right. Um, and then I'll throw it back to you for whatever you have left. Um, but something that I loved about the show versus the movie. When I watched the movie, um, I was so distracted by the things that they were trying to do to make it grand. The big, fi- the giant fight scenes, the, all of the, the crazy the, stuff. Yeah, like the uh, the generic superhero comes through the big glass ceiling. Yep, all of that, like, yeah. over-achieving, over-grand stuff distracted me. There's no subtlety. And, and the, there's no subtlety, and there was no, um, I don't know, I just, yeah. But what I liked about the show, and something that I was constantly noticing and and paying attention to while I was watching the show was the l- way that they lit it. Um, oh, when man, we, yeah. when we first decided to do this, you, you had, you described it to me as a, 
a superhero noir crime drama thriller horror movie <laughs> yeah. basically all of those wrapped into <laughs> yeah, one yeah yeah and and the noir part is what really fascinates me because most of the movie takes place at or most of the show takes place at night the show because uh, you keep calling keep, the movie yeah. the show but honestly the the show is more like a movie the than, show is more like a movie like, in a lot of ways. yeah and the 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 movie is a cash grab yeah sell toys yeah make merchandise be done with it yeah but, but the, the the contrast and the way they they lit it was just it was it was stunning it was like it was it was like i was watching a, an old noir film like the the, yeah. the deep shadows the the villains hiding in silhouettes all the time so you can never see their faces um you know and and the you, just fascinating uses of color too like um there's this one scene where the homeless people are standing around one of their barrel fires warming mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. And most of the background and the surroundings are dark or black or like browns. And then the light from the from the fire is yellow. Mm-hmm. So all of the fronts of all of the people who are around the fire are just yellow. That's right. it. There's no other color. There's no yeah. it's just like shades of yellow and then dark behind them and i just it would the the it was just so artistic you know and it was so crafted and and thought out and planned and like it just looked like a dark it it fit everything Mm -hmm. and then the the movie was just so bright all the time yeah it was yeah like um yeah yeah the movie i don't know because even todd mcfarlane was explaining he's like yeah, I want to make it so it's like eighty percent in shadow. It's like, yeah, you did that with the animated series, but he was but talking about movie. he was talking about the movie. I'm like, no, it's like watching a regular movie. It's like I'm watching 1989's Batman again, it, or or Hellboy, or yeah, or Hellboy or yeah, something, yeah, or any of that. Like it, it was, it didn't do anything interesting. It did nothing different. It just was this blob. It of was cashing. It was yeah. It was cashing in on what people thought spawn was who hadn't read the yeah. comics and i don't i don't yeah i don't know and there's there's uh i guess one more part i want to talk about because with the show because i felt this was like a very effective use but it was it was the editing yeah and the the sound like uh, more specifically what i'm talking about like the the scene i'm talking about is uh when he grabs he grabs kill uh billy kincaid with mm-hmm. his with his cape and he's holding him there and you can hear violator in his head going kill him kill him yeah. and just the way the editing was like it was like flashing and there was that weird music and everything it just like it like it, it kind of put you into spawn's head where you're just like holy fuck like what am i gonna do and yep. like like it just i don't know it does something to you where it just like like just with the fast editing and like the flashes and everything it you're just like especially with the way that violator sounds and everything mm-hmm. actually w- one thing i want to mention too is a lot of I can't remember how many actors exactly, but there were a significant amount of people who were in um, Apocalypse Now who lent their voices to this show. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the guy who played Sam, the guy who played, um, like a lot of them were from Vietnam movies. Interesting. Even Keith David, he was in uh, Platoon, I think. Possibly. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He was in Armageddon too, but that doesn't count. <laughs> um, but but to your point about editing, the show does that several times throughout. Mm, there, there's yeah. moments where where they drag us into 
into Spawn's head with like flashes of this thing or that mm-hmm. thing, or like he's doing stuff, and we're like, there's fire o- over top, and I'm like, yeah, just interesting juxtaposing images one on top of the other that mm-hmm. really, yeah, yeah, t- make use of what what animation can do to to help tell the story, um, and 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 sound too, like there like there's some scenes oh, where where the the camera's going through like the 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 alleys and there's homeless people here and there and there and there and we mm. know we're no we're, we know we're gonna get to spawn because he's somewhere nearby brooding as he does <laughs> yeah and and there's these all of these conversations that are overlapping each other and they're mm. all yeah quiet mm. you can't really hear what anybody's saying but you know clearly. people are talking about stuff yeah and, like it and almost you see it's almost these like people talking yeah and it's almost like it was written but it was just the like when they when they put it in the final product they toned it down and then they added more on that yeah and and it, it, the layers and the and the spacing <clears throat> and the 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 panning of it it just mm-hmm. it felt like you were moving through a crowd and you couldn't really hear anything and and then we we finally get to spawn at the end and you see like he's just kind of behind everybody hiding out brooding as he does yeah, kind of thing. and yeah. you you just you're right in there with him again. Another thing about the sound effects too is like you know when you when you see people, you know, like there's a there's one particular scene in my head that really um resonates I guess is when um those guys selling the drugs as mm-hmm. um, out of the bible or whatever yeah and there's the one guy who gets the chains shot right through his mouth out the back of his head yeah and just the sound that made it sounded like oh. a cantaloupe getting ripped open or something like it I was mean, it so good it could have been yeah also it could have been cabbage could have been cabbage yeah it could have been a number of cabbage. things but the just the 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 sound design on it too like very well done i could just i could just listen to that show yeah you know it it would it would be uncomfortable but that's i guess important yeah i mean you know when you want to do filmmaking and stuff it's good to look at all all the aspects yeah um so any how long have we been talking about this we're 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 kind of at the end here uh of our time for today yeah um but that's okay because we're going to do another episode of this um so for the most part, we've tried to focus today on the movie and the first season of the show um, because they kind of follow the same yeah, they follow... part of Spawn's story. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe next time what we should do is dive more into seasons two and three mm. um, and really sort of talk about the comic. Yeah, yeah, because there are characters that weren't in the movie. But yeah. that are in the comic and that are in the animated series might be kind of briefly, but um, yeah. And there, there's a whole story on why those characters and we'll have aren't to talk there. About yeah, because it's, it's pretty interesting. It's an interesting story on why some of those characters aren't there. So, so next week, uh, we'll, we'll dive into the rest of, the rest oh, of actually, what Spawn is. One more thing. Oh, yeah. So Malbogia in the movie. Right, Malbogia. Sorry. Malbogia? Malbogia. But Good old bougie. just like just some quick, and I, I mentioned this to you as we were watching the watching the movie was, um, he's much more effective in the show because you don't see him. He's yeah. just this ghost. People talk about that like manipulate you like manipulates people, and you know he does that kind of thing. They so, they constantly tell Spawn, oh yeah, you were with Malboja yeah. for this long, or he had you hidden, or he he tortured you, but 
Yeah. Never once do we see him or hear him. Yeah, you don't you don't hear anything. Like yeah. especially when it gets to that to that guy who's uh going around killing all the colored people. Right. He's like, Yeah, Malvo's just talking to me and he's like Oh you know, it's it's stuff like that. It's really interesting. And I'm they do excited. it they do it way more effectively in the show. And even even in the comic you see him quite quite a few times. Oh really? You and he has he has like personality i guess but i just i like the i like the subtlety of the show better where you don't you like you have to kind of leave it to your own imagination on what he what he looks like or whatever especially in the movie when he <clears throat> looks so terrible yeah i mean he looks he looks pretty accurate to the comic yeah but the but the even graphics still graphics are just not yeah good. yeah it just ruins it yeah. i think my final note on which to leave this is that um i guess this is a fascinating study in in experimentation because there is the comics which do things one way there's a show which do things another way which does things another way and there's a movie which does things another way and all of these things kind of exist in the same timeline like the movie and the show came out in the same year Mm. um the comics weren't very far before them a couple of years you said right yeah i think spawn came out in 91 or 92 i can't really remember but it's it's in there 91 92 not anything before or after that so it it seems as though with each iteration they tried a, to do something different and mm-hmm. and for all of the ranting that we've done on this episode so far about uh about how things haven't worked for the movie mm-hmm. i do give them some credit in the sense that at least they didn't try to do the exact same thing three times you know mm-hmm. they didn't they yeah. didn't just do spawn the comic and then who here spawn the animated tv show which is exactly the comic and then who here spawn the movie which is exactly the same as the animated tv show yeah yeah um you know they they tried to take different tones and different approaches and and change the characters into something else and because the creator of the of the property is the one who's spearheading all of this or at least has you know creative control over all of this to, mm-hmm. to an extent or another like it we can safely assume that this isn't necessarily um you know some big studio getting in the way and and making changes for the sake of like the studio's hope to make more money mm-hmm. it's the guy who made it experimenting for whatever reason it was with the with the ip that he created to some extent or another yeah um and to that end i give it props even if the movie was most certainly a failed experiment. Um, yeah, I think I'll leave that there. Yeah, no, that's that's accurate. Movie right. failed experiment. Some good effects, some good creature designs. A lot of it looks like it's ripped right off the comic. Yeah. Um, or just, off a Batman movie. Or off a Batman movie. And uh, the show takes a completely different approach, a more subtle approach that I think works better for Spawn. Mm-hmm. and much better yeah and yeah just mixing like the crime drama the the like the whole noir thing horror action even though the there's not much action in it but when it happens it's like it's pretty quick but it's yep. pretty brutal too yep um yeah and just kind of just like a, a a study on like you know humanity as a whole or like searching within yourself for your own humanity or when to let something you love go or, you know, whatever, right? There's like tons of, tons of different. When it's worth it to fight for something and when you just gotta, you just gotta, gotta be okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And how to be okay. And how to be okay too. Yeah. And yeah, I think 
I think Spawn is a pretty good, especially the series. Yeah. I I actually like the series better than the comic. Oh really? I do. Oh, yeah. I'm fascinated from, from, to read the comics. Yeah. Now. From from what I've seen in the comics, I just the series is more for me personally. Okay. Well, you know, we'll have to ch- chat about that next week. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. We've been we've been at this. Uh, this is one of our longer episodes, but there's there's a lot of material. There's, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of a lot to talk about. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you very um, much. As always, spoiler alerts. If you uh, you know if you don't want to hear spoilers, watch the movie and take a look at the first season and the second season, a little bit of the show before you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can um, find it all on YouTube as well. So there you go. The show is all on YouTube. <clears throat> yep. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Cinematics Podcast or Cinematics Cast. Um, we're on Instagram cinematics podcast, and, uh, you can find me on Twitter at dark sales films. You can find me on Instagram at dark sales films. You can find me on LinkedIn at dark sales films. <laughs> you can find my personal LinkedIn account. Um, all Ryan Drescher. If you want to follow and find more of the stuff that, uh, that we make. Yeah. And more to, more to come from my end eventually one day one day we believe polly we believe we believe i believe in harvey dent what happened